This is Behind the Blue Doors, the voices of tomorrow heard today, a Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley listening experience. I'm Kelly Heyman from the Resource Development Team, filling in for Mr. Bart, who's in a meeting. It was 1881 in Spain, and a child was born to a painter and an art teacher. The child was determined, oh yes he was, even at a young age, that he wanted to spend his life doing what he loved. Now you might ask, how young was he? Well, his first word, according to those who would know, was peas, better known as the short version of pencil in Spanish. As he matured, the young boy realized that he disliked attending school, but he loved doing art. After attending traditional school from the age of 5 through 13, his parents decided that he wanted to hone his craft by putting him in not one, but two prestigious art schools in Spain. But over time, boredom overtook him. And I mean, his issue wasn't that the subjects were even hard or even that the paints were not something he liked working with. It was that he hated the classical teachings and he wanted to do his own thing. And boy, did Pablo Picasso ever do that. Now, why do I tell you that story? Why is it important for our conversation today? Well, I mean, the value and positive impact of arts study on children and on adolescents is often self-evident to artists, musicians, and art educators. Yet the art community is frequently called upon to justify the expenses of art education by providing evidence that engaging in art education and art experience makes a meaningful possible difference in the lives of students, or in this case, in club members at Boys and Girls Clubs at the Tennessee Valley. This is the IMBGC podcast, The Voices of Tomorrow Heard Today, a Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley Listening Experience. Our next conversation centers around the arts program, or what we call the Youth Arts Initiative, and its importance to club members. Joshua Smith, who serves as the director of the Youth Arts Initiative for Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley, is here to start our conversation. Now, this is very important to us, as you're going to hear throughout this conversation about different programs that he's doing. And it's not just one one medium of art. It's going to be multiple mediums of art and how he and his team are making an impact in the lives of club members. I've been looking forward to this conversation and I'm excited for you to listen to it. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Joshua, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, Kelly? I'm doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day at the club, and I'm looking forward to hearing all the kids' voices this afternoon as they come in off the bus telling us how great the day is. Absolutely. That's the best part. That it is. So, Josh, let's start at the very beginning. What is your role, and how how do you make an impact in the Youth Arts Initiative? Uh, so my role is the I'm the Youth Arts Initiative Director. Um, so I'm currently over uh, all the program, which includes many different components, such as visual art, music, theater, dance, creative writing, drums, uh, and we've had other stuff in the past as well, but that's what we currently offer. Um, I started out 
as a uh in the YI program just as a uh a teaching artist and I taught theater and then um I did that for a little over a year and then um the opportunity came up for the director role and so here I am and uh, I now I do um the director role and I still do theater classes as well all right so but you've been with boys and girls clubs at the Tennessee Valley for several years now how did you get your start in the in the organization I've been with the Boys and Girls Club of the Tennessee Valley for going on six years. Um, I started as a youth development worker at our Fort Craig Club in Maryville. Um, I was in college at the time that I started. So, uh, and I went to Maryville College, so the club was right across the street. So it seemed like a good opportunity. Um, it worked my, with my school schedule. And, uh, you know, while I was doing that job, I... Um, I started a choir club at the at the Boys and Girls Club, and then, you know, from there, I kind of took off, and um, eventually, I became an education director at several clubs um, and gained a lot of valuable teaching experience, and then uh, until one summer, I decided to do a play with the kids, The Wizard of Oz, um, which gained a lot of traction and we actually got to perform it at the Tennessee theater. And so from that point, it was kind of clear that my, uh, my path was to go into the more artistic field. And so uh, I was offered a role with the youth arts initiative then. Now, did you ever think when you were in college that you were going to be working in the arts with theater? Was that your goal? It was always a dream of mine. My degree is actually in environmental science, uh, which I also have a strong passion for. But my, when I was in college, I uh, I was there on a theater scholarship and a music scholarship. So it was always something that I was very passionate about. I always knew that I wanted to work with youth and kids, um, and you know, kind of build on the next generation. Um, and so did I ever think that there'd be a job that would come out, of, come out of that? No, I didn't think that there were jobs that existed like that. And so when I heard of this program, uh, I was so excited and have been wanting to uh, be a part of it for a while. So let's turn and talk about the YAI program. So from you, how does this impact the lives of our club members? So the YI program started in 2018 as a pilot program from the Wallace Foundation. And so basically it wasn't uh, necessarily fully planned out to last as long as it has. However, when we started the program, it was so successful and the outcomes were so great that um, it gained some traction. And so as we applied for more grants to support it, more people were saying, yes, we want to invest into this. And now we are um, completely off Wallace Foundation funding and still um, maintaining this program several years later due to uh, grants and funders that want to see this program grow. Our programs currently include theater arts, music, visual art, dance, drum circle, and creative writing. Um, cool. And we ha have these across 
I think we're at 12 club sites this semester. Um, and so, yeah, so we have staff and contracted artists who go to the club sites every day and they do classes in these uh, different art fields. And how many staff do you currently have on your team? Uh, I currently have, our team is currently three people, including myself, and then we have four contracted artists. Now, tell me for just a second, talk to me about the contracted artists and how that matches up with what we're doing at Boys and Girls Clubs and making a difference. All of our contracted artists are local artists in the community that have a passion for reaching youth. And so whenever we uh, decide to go with the contracted artists, we want to make sure that they're a local entity. For example, um, our drum circle class is taught by uh, a man named Mr. Obai, who runs Drums Up, Guns Down, which is a program that uh, reaches the East Knoxville area um, to promote, um, you know, promote music and learning, learning music and stuff, but also to promote, to get the kids, get kids out of the streets um, and decrease gun violence in that community. Okay. All right. So every semester, y'all do some really cool things out in the community. Could you share some of the stuff you've done so far with the YAI program? Yes. Yeah, so why the YI program currently has three showcase performances per year. So that is our spring showcase, which will be coming up in April. Then we have a summer showcase that we do at the Tennessee Theater in July. And then we have our YAI winter snowcase, which is our Christmas program that we do in December. And so we have been doing those three for the past two years. Um, before that, it was kind of COVID times, and so we were doing virtual events, virtual art galleries, um, video clips of performances, and then in summer 2021, the Tennessee Theater reached out to us and asked if we want to perform at the at their at the theater. Um, and of course, you know, how could you pass up an opportunity like that? And so we decided it was time to get back out there and do some live performances and. Since then, we've done, uh, I think, six performances since then. How could you pass that up? That's exactly right. So tell me, how geeked out were the kids when they went out on the Tennessee Theater stage for the first time? It's amazing. Um, they were so excited. And they, you know, when they get there, they're treated like real professionals. Um, and so they have dressing rooms and then they get to see you know um all of the stage crew and tech people doing the lights and the sounds and um it was just amazing they looked out you know over all the seats and um really got to feel like stars on that stage um one girl when uh, i did the wizard of oz she uh was having a little diva moments where she went up to and she's uh she she's tiny she was six years old at the time but she went up to a stage crew person at the Tennessee theater and said my mic's not on right you need to fix it and we were just like who is this little diva coming out she played <laughs> the wicked witch in the wizard of oz <laughs> um and so just moments like that where you know kids get to really get that professional feel is amazing 
That is so amazing. So talk to me a little about that for a second. I mean, do you have like any standout kids that like you're grooming now for Broadway? Or I mean, do you got like, you know, kids getting ready for the movies? What are the kids like, the club members like right now? They are so talented and so amazing. Um, sometimes it's just overwhelming. For example, one example is uh, at our Regal site, uh, a kid named Xavier, who um, played the genie in a production of Aladdin we did last summer. He is one of the most talented kids I've worked with. Um, such, He's so charismatic and has a lot of charisma. And so... Uh, he actually got the opportunity after the performance of Aladdin to, um, he was invited to audition for the Knoxville Children's Theater, where he got a lead role in that. Um, and he also is looking for uh, some commercial work outside of that as well. So I think for kids like him, this is really, this was really, our program was the start of opening something that was great that maybe he didn't even know he had inside himself. And so... I think that's why this program is so important that it unlocks something that a kid doesn't even recognize about themselves and makes them confident enough to to go for it and to share their talents. Well, I think you just answered my last question I had for you because I was going to ask why is it important for there to be a YEI program, but I think you kind of told me in so many words right there with your story of Xavier. So that's great. I mean, I I love it. I spent so many years working in the club, and you always saw the gym and swim aspect. And then, you know, there was always the point and click aspect in the tech lab. But I always felt like there was something missing, especially in our in Boys and Girls Club Tennessee Valley. And I believe, you, I believe this program is really starting to change that. You know, while I've got you on for another second, Talk to us a little bit about some of your other programs besides your theater program. Are there any shining stars going on right now? Oh, absolutely. In our uh, dance and music program, there is one girl at Northridge Crossing. Her name is Alea, and she can absolutely tear up on the dance floor. Such natural, raw talent. I've never seen, I've never seen raw talent like that in someone so young. She is such a star. Also at our Northridge Crossing Club, our um, our annual YI Youth of the Year Award went to a kid named Dominique, and he uh, actually got to host uh, the show at the Tennessee Theater this past summer, and, and as well as he starred in a music video um, that we did this past summer, and he's amazing, such a talent. Uh, and these kids are involved with stuff at school, they're involved with stuff at the Boys and Girls Club, um, outside of stuff as well um we have a great visual art program artists like jolene from our vestal club she is such an amazing artist she um has such a way of uh you know displaying her emotions through her artwork as well as she's a talented performance wise too in our music program she plays uh the flute and the piano and things like that so we see a lot of um, multi-talented kids in the program, for sure. We're going to come back with Josh in just a few minutes after we have a special interview with one of Boys and Girls Club of Tennessee Valley's community partners. 
This is the IMBGC podcast, the voices of tomorrow heard today, a boys and girls club of the Tennessee Valley listening experience. This is the IMBGC podcast, the voices of tomorrow heard today. I'm back with Josh, the director of the Youth Arts Initiative, and he's going to talk about a little bit about his awesome club members, his staff, and maybe a couple little things going on. So Josh, welcome back to the program. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Not a problem. You've been one of our most exciting conversations we've had so far. So I want to dive right into it. In your last one, you really talked about that theater program that you lead in some of the great performers you got, like Xavier from the Regal Teen Center. But can we dive into some of the other art forms you have going on right now and really hear about some of those guiding, those superstars you got and talk about it? So I, you know, I want to bring up one to start off with because I'm blown away every time, but you have ballet performers going on when we, when you're doing your show, showcases. And I, I assume the proper title was interpretive dance, but can you talk to us a little bit about that program to start off with and how that's important for kids in the club? Yes, absolutely. We have a partnership with Knox Dance Works, and we've set up a contract agreement with them uh, to do programming at our club sites. And so this semester, they're uh, teaching jazz and modern dance to kids. And it is such an important art form uh, for kids to be able to express themselves in that way. Because some kids, you know, may not want to sing or act or speak in front of people, but just being able to move their bodies and express themselves in that way is so important. So we're extremely thankful for our partnership with Knox Dance Works. And about how many club members do you have participating in the in the interpretive dance? This semester, I think we have 15 from our Lenore City Club. Uh, in the past, we've had um, up to 30 to 40 uh, kids participate in dance programs. Now, some of our um, friends of the Boys and Girls Club might remember a performance we did a couple years ago during COVID when we went virtual, but Miss Rhonda, one of your artists, led the kids in a musical musical performance that was pretty amazing. Can you talk about Miss Rhonda and what she does? Miss Rhonda is our amazing incredible music teacher and she what i love about her is that she teaches so such a variety of things she teaches voice with choirs she teaches handbells which i think is the performance you're talking about kelly it is yes uh she teaches uh ukulele she teaches flute piano she is such a versatile performer and teacher and so when kids participate in her class, they are getting so much information and building so many skills while doing it. Another thing that I love about her class is that she uh, uh, she integrates criticism um, and learning how to take it and how to give it. And so she does this cool little thing called a critique sandwich. And so kids will go around and give a critique sandwich where they give um, another student opportunities for improvement and what they think they can do better, but they learn how to do it in a respectful way and they learn how to take it respectfully as well. 
And so she not only teaches them, you know, musical abilities, but also how to work as a team and how to cooperate with others as well. All right. So we had Alan on here a few minutes ago. Can you talk to me a little bit about his visual art program? Yes, Mr. Allen is amazing and the kids love him so much. Um, every time he walks into a club, the kids run up to him and ask, oh, is the art room going to be open? Can we do art now? And so he creates a very special environment in his classroom that is all about freedom of expression and freedom to be yourself in a really safe space. And so he does so many things like painting on canvases. They'll do clay. Um, they'll do ceramics. They'll do watercolor, um, all sorts of different mediums. I uh, kind of like Miss Ron. He's very versatile in what he has to offer the kids. And so when kids go into that class, they get a wide range of knowledge. Fantastic. So is there any other art mediums that we haven't addressed so far in your program or anything new that you might be doing right now? One new thing that we have this semester is our creative writing program. Um, and so that's currently at the Northwest Middle Boys and Girls Club with our contracted artist, Miss Sarah. Her goal for the class is that um, each kid will write a novel by the end of the course. So, uh, which is a big undertaking. Um, and I'm very excited to see what comes of it. And so she will go through uh, things like them, such as character development, making sure that their plot makes sense. They'll design their own covers for their books. And so by the end of the class, they will have a bound and book ready to be published. Wow, you're going to have to let me know when the book signings are for that. I am excited to hear <laughs> about it. So before we go into my last set of questions, let me, let me talk stats with you real quick. Okay, so I mean, Boys and Girls of Tennessee Valley, we're a large organization. We've 22 sites, five counties, and you just told me that YAI is in 12 clubs. But I'm reading that yeah. over 700 members are in those clubs or are attending youth art initiative classes. How do y'all do that? Well, it takes uh, a lot of hard work and a very positive attitude. Um, but our but really, it's it's all on our staff. Their commitment to these kids um, is just incredible and so I think that the most important part is to show up and make sure that you um, you know just are showing up for your kids every day um, and then also I think that the environment that YAI classes have um, is one that makes it a really safe space to be and a you know protected place to be creative and I think that kids in our clubs really respond to that and so even if a kid isn't necessarily um, into like performing or art or anything like that. They still want to come to the YI class because um, it's just a space where they can uh, be themselves and be creative. All right. So I want to go ahead and thank a couple of our, uh, of our partners right now that really make the Youth Arts Initiative what it is. So the Akima Club, thank you for all you do. The Aslan Foundation, Boys and Girls Club of America, the Caddy Wampus Puppet Council, which is interesting because we hope for that to be a podcast very soon. Classics for Kids Foundation, 
Dogwood Arts, Lock and Key Productions, National Endowment for the Arts, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth, the, the Tessera Dance Theater, Tennessee Theater, the Boyd Foundation, the FIA Group, and the Wallace Foundation. We thank you for everything you're doing to help our kids, the Boys and Girls Club of the Tennessee Valley. But Josh, here's my last two questions. What programs are y'all focusing on this spring and going into summer? So for this spring, we have a um, our spring showcase coming up. And so for our theater program, we'll actually be focusing on a women's history show, um, which will highlight some women in history. And we'll be doing some artistic pieces around them. Cool. And then also some more, um, you know, just spring and fun kind of things as well for our music and visual art program. And so that'll be coming up in April. Um, and then for our summer, we have um, our third annual variety show at the Tennessee Theater. Um, and so I don't want to give too much away, but it's going to be amazing. There may be kids on stilts doing some crazy acrobatic stuff. Um, <laughs> definitely a mass choir, um, a theater performance, an art gallery, dance performances, uh, all sorts of stuff. Now, you brought up visual art piece again. Now, the month of March is Youth Art Month, if I remember correctly. Do y'all have anything special that you're doing with Alan and his kids? So, for our visual art program, we've actually partnered with uh, Caddy Wampus. And so, they visit our Vestal Club each week. Um, and they do a uh, workshop with them for um, making puppets. And so they will actually take those puppets and march in the, their uh, annual parade um, this spring, too. So that's one thing that we're working on in March for uh, getting them ready for the parade. Fantastic. All right. Most important question of the day. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. What is your favorite thing that you've done since becoming part of the YAI program, whether as a teacher or as the director? Hmm. That is a very tough question. I I think that I will have to say that one of the most special moments for me that I've had since joining YAI was when I did the Wizard of Oz at our first variety show and um, there was a student of mine, Kyla, who played Dorothy in that. And she stepped out on the stage and opened the show with Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And it was such an emotional moment for me, an emotional moment for her. Um, and, you know, watching her do that in the spotlight from the side stage was a very amazing experience and one that I will never forget. Josh, thank you for coming on and talking to us today. And thank you for telling us a little bit about the Youth Arts Initiative and how y'all are making a difference in the lives of club members. Thank you for having me, Kelly. Thank you for joining us for Behind the Blue Doors podcast. Be sure to tune in to our next conversation with those individuals that are helping make Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley members something special. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast too and share it with your friends and colleagues in your industry. 
Our only goal is to bring people together and share information with those that need it. Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley is proud to be the voice of the next generation of leaders in East Tennessee. For more information about us, visit bgctmv.org. That's bgctmv.org. This is Behind the Blue Doors, the voices of tomorrow heard today. A Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley listening experience. Thank mm-hmm. you.